0: Hello and welcome to Anjali Vision, a twice-monthly podcast hosted by me, Anjali Misra, a Chicago-based freelance writer and community organizer and general pop culture trivia savant. Each episode, I offer my best analysis of current shows across multiple platforms and genres and interview a guest expert on their favorite TV show or current obsession come for the intersectional feminist critiques of popular media, stay for the surprisingly deep conversations with folks from a variety of backgrounds about what they love or hate to watch. Welcome, dear listeners. Just like every episode of Anjali Vision, today is a very special episode. If you didn't know that June is Pride Month, I feel bad for you. Just kidding. Maybe, but in honor of pride, I have asked some lovely friends of mine to submit their recommendations for must watch queer centric shows, which I will be sharing later in the episode. But as it turns out, as I was asking for these recommendations, quite a few friends had a lot of thoughts about this new, the second season of the Netflix series the ultimatum, the second season being the queer love edition. I also asked my friends to record their musings on that as well. Before I introduce these lovely listener-submitted recorded responses, I just want to let folks know, what is the ultimatum? So, the ultimatum is a Netflix series, which is a self-proclaimed social experiment, that wants to see how many couples will get married when presented with ultimatums. Oh, yikes. The show features couples on the verge of marriage. Each pair has eight weeks to decide whether they want to get married or split forever. Couples will later be split up as they choose new partners from the rest of the group and then move in with them for three weeks. In season two, which is the queer love edition, Five new couples made up of women and non-binary people are at a crossroads in their relationship. One partner is ready to settle down and get married while the other has their doubts. All right, y'all. I have to admit, I did not watch this very popular show. I just can't with the reality TV for the most part. I apologize. So anyway, this little segment is really for the listeners who watched and can't get enough of the drama and would like to relive it for a few minutes. Without further ado, here are some thoughts from some lovely friends about the Ultimatum Queer Love Edition.
1: Hi, my name's Eugenia, and here's what I thought after watching Queer Ultimatum. First off, I'll just say hilarious, fun reality TV, like I love the drama, the chaos, great entertainment. Overall, I think for the fact that there aren't that many queer reality TV shows or any at all, and definitely not like mainly sapphic ones, I'm like glad that they did this. There were like some alarming decisions, I think casting wise and things about Mildred and the abuse and aussies like deep wounded traumas people who should just not have been casted for this show question mark question mark about the ethics of these reality tv shows too but i will say that overall i just wish all of them happiness because it really just broke my heart i just wanted them all to be happy and heal and learn how to communicate and love each other but yeah probably similar takes as others glad to see Vanessa made some growth it seems because really she was like not it while I was filming Lexi I still have questions about her I feel like she's in a like better place now where she's just like having fun she has a new girlfriend I'm like be young have fun why are you trying to get married and just like plug for ethical non-monogamy polyamory would solve a lot of these problems why do you all want to get married so bad examine that I don't know, love Mal, super hottie, cutie, just hope we get more and hope we get like more nuanced types of relationships too, that aren't just all like femme mask duos. Also new host, why wasn't the host queer? That is weird, but oof, drama, drama. Hi, I'm Steph. I just finished watching the queer ultimatum and I really loved it. It was super entertaining and i just liked how a lot of the people even though they maybe weren't always successful at it seemed like they wanted to be communicating with their partners and amongst themselves which i feel like is more than you can say for a lot of straight dating shows i also loved seeing some of the contestants like have meaningful growth during the trial marriages mostly thinking about sam and i'm also thinking about how gorgeous mal is hi my name is chris and these are my hot takes on the ultimatum queer edition. Firstly,
0: I don't think any of them should be together. That includes Sam and Ozzy.
1: I also think that Xander and Yoli definitely linked up before the reunion show to plan out what they were and weren't going to share on the show. There's definitely more that happened that we didn't get to hear about. Vanessa really had a redemption arc
0: during the reunion which i was kind of happy to see actually
1: i love when people learn and grow
0: okay so thank you so much to eugenia steph and chris for your reviews again if you want to sound off and chat about this wild wild netflix reality dating show feel free to do so on the Anjali Vision Instagram page. I look forward to seeing folks' thoughts and reflections. Let's get into it. What are my lovely friends recommending in terms of queer-centric TV shows this month? Got quite a few to go through, so I'll just get us started. Megna is recommending season three of The Other Two on HBO Max. She says, the other two is a comedy series about two 30-somethings trying to make it in the movie industry, while their teen brother becomes an overnight Justin Bieber-esque pop star. One of the funniest shows I've seen in a long time, and it parodies queer media tropes such as typecasting, baiting, and the instigate influencer. Megana, this show has been on my list for a long time, and I just haven't gotten around to it, but I super respect your opinion. So I'm going to have to finally check it out. Plus, I know Molly Shannon plays the mom character, I believe. And I've just loved her my whole dang life since her SNL days. Caitlin is recommending Dairy Girls on Netflix. I believe there are a couple seasons in. Caitlin says, I love how Dairy Girls deals with the character Claire's coming out and how afterwards all of her friends have little rainbow pins on their jackets. So sweet, so precious. From Chet, have you watched It's a Sin? I loved it. It's on HBO Max. It follows various queer men, mostly men, some gender nonconforming folks, and their presumably straight woman friend who live in the UK throughout the onset of the HIV-AIDS crisis. It was the first depiction of the crisis I had seen from a place other than the U.S., and it does a great job of telling many different stories from all the different characters, highlighting various perspectives, experiences of queer identity based on race, class, etc. Thanks, Chet. I did watch "It's a Sin" when it aired. I want to say a couple years ago. Devastated and delighted. Just really a beautiful, tragic and. Historically, realistic and relevant portrayal of that time. Thanks again for that wreck. From Monsi, we have a recommendation of Vida. It's one of Monsi's favorite queer shows. It's on Showtime, and it's about two sisters who return home to L.A. after their mom dies, and they inherit the bar that their mom used to run. They're shocked to find out she got married to a woman while they had been away. The early seasons are much better, but Monsi would recommend watching all of the seasons. The show is a majority Latina characters and actors, and it also explores race, class, and gentrification in L.A., along with family politics and queerness. Muncie also recommends We Are Lady Parts, an incredible comedy on Peacock about a group of Muslim women in the U.K. who start a punk band. Their lead singer has such bad stage fright that she vomits every time she's on stage. Ansi loves how all the characters have very strong personalities and show a range of how they relate to their race, faith, and community. There's also a solid queer storyline, but overall it's just a delight to watch the band come together. I would have to agree, I would honestly rank We Are Lady Parts as like one of my top ten favorite shows of all time. I could honestly dedicate an entire podcast episode to We Are Lady Parts. Couldn't get enough of it. Loved it desperately. Also, co-sign Muncie. Highly recommend. Muncie also wanted to plug Hacks and Los Espookies." All three shows are on Max, HBO Max, whatever they're calling it these days. Yeah, so we'll come up again later, but moving right along. Eugenia has a few recommendations, first of which is Transparent, which can be found on Amazon Prime. Eugenia describes Transparent as a heartfelt an honest, funny, and weird story about a family where the parent figure is transitioning in the later years of their life and also features other Family, politics, trauma, dealings, etc. Fun fact, one of the creators of Transparent is a graduate of the same gender studies master's program as me. It's a little bit of legacy there. Transparent, yet another show that I just never ended up getting to. It's still on the list. One day, I will get to it. Another recommendation from Eugenia, Steven Universe, from Eugenia, quote-unquote, healed my inner queer kid. So sweet. So the premise of Steven Universe is that the Crystal Gems are a team of magical beings who are the self-appointed guardians of the universe. Half-human, half-gem hero Steven is the little brother of the group. The goofball, Steven, is learning to save the world using the magical powers that come from his belly button and he goes on magical adventures with the rest of the Crystal Gems, even though he is quote-unquote not as powerful or smart as the fellow group members Garnet, Amethyst, and Pearl. Despite his shortcomings, Stephen usually finds a surprising way to save the day. So precious. I know that this is yet another popular animated series that folks love. I swear to God, y'all, I will get to it. There is just so much TV. Yeah, moving on down the line of Eugenia's recommendations, XO Kitty on Netflix. This is a cute little story about Kitty, the youngest of the Covey sisters, who embarks on a quest to find true love. This series is a spin-off from the To All the Boys I Loved Before, like Netflix show, which is itself based off of a young adult book series. Lastly, Eugenia threw in Glee as a recommendation, which can be found on Hulu these days. Who amongst us did not have their introduction to delightful musical television in the early aughts from Glee? Certainly I did. I feel like there's a documentary series about the Glee curse, which is so terrible. It's about all of the terrible things that have befallen Folks who, in ways, have been involved with Glee, whether as performers or, like, peripherally related to the show. Yeah. Anyway, moving on down the list, Euphoria was also recommended. Euphoria on Max. For folks who are not familiar, the show follows a group of high school students as they navigate love and friendship in a world of drugs, sex, trauma, and social media. If you don't watch the show, you probably know it best through all of the memes and TikToks and reels that have been created and looped from this series. I am a watcher of Euphoria. The main character's name is Rue. She's in NA Recovery, and her sponsor is played by one of my favorite actors of all time, Coleman Domingo let's talk about coleman domingo everything he touches turns to gold his role in euphoria is no exception he even polished the uh, i would say a turd of a show fear the walking dead could have been a disaster but like his presence in it elevated it made it awesome i think it's on like it ended up being eight seasons anyway i will say that's why i watch euphoria Side note, <laughs> HBO tried to fill the space between seasons of Euphoria with this other show called Generation that I also watched. It really failed to fill the gap. The uh, premise of that show was that high school students are exploring sexuality, also quote-unquote testing deeply entrenched beliefs about love, life, and the nature of family in the conservative community. It felt just more like a Sensationalized. If you could possibly sensationalize euphoria more, that's what Generation Was would not recommend. Anyway, next down the line is Love Victor on Hulu. Love Victor is set in the world of the groundbreaking movie Love Simon, which was inspired by a young adult novel, Simon versus the Homo sapiens agenda, about a closeted gay teenager. Who is forced to come out after being blackmailed? And the series stars a young actor who plays Victor, who, like Simon, is on his own journey of self discovery, facing challenges at home, navigating the ups and downs of a new high school, and exploring his identity. Victor reaches out to Simon when things become too difficult. And so it's like this lovely, like, pen pal, young adult story. Speaking of heartfelt young adult stories, Eugenia also recommended Heartstopper on Netflix. Oh, so tender. Heartstopper is about teens Charlie and Nick who discover their unlikely friendship might be something more as they navigate school and young love. As a person who has read the comic book that the or I guess the graphic novel that Heartstopper is Based off of, I read it from the beginning. It's an ongoing series, still reading it. Have I watched the entire first season multiple times? Yes. Am I wa- waiting with bated breath for the second season? Yes. Let's talk about the other characters. Heartstopper is so sweet. It's a very tender show about like young people just trying to like. Find friendship and find meaningful connection with each other. Charlie is a part of this super supportive queer friend group. Oh, my God. I might start crying. And so I will stop myself and move along. Eugenia's last recommendation is Pose, which can currently be found on Hulu. There's really, again, this is another show that I would need to, like, spend an entire episode on, and maybe I will down the line or like next year. But I feel like Eugenia really hit the nail on the head. These are the six words that she used to describe the show iconic, historic, love, sad, hot, sexy. And I would agree, Billy Porter. We'll leave it at that. Okay. Andre, Mansi, Fozzie, several other people, including myself, highly recommend the show on Max. This is another show where I could do a whole episode on it. What is there to say? The South Asian immigrant family. The shame. The secrets. The silence about important things. People leaving without anyone ever really knowing. Who they were. Intergenerational trauma, but also love. Y'all, I have nothing else to say. It's so good. Watch, sort of. of. Thanks for listening, friends. I have been your host, Anjali Misra, and my guest contributors today were Eugenia, Steph, Chris, Andre, and Megana. This episode was edited by Audrey Cornell, and Anjali Vision is a part of the trade Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetritidnetworks.com. And happy Pride!